all right, let's try this again. <laughs> but yeah, I think this is going to be a short episode. <laughs> yeah, a little, little, little shorter. But uh, it's it's fine. We, we've got plenty of ideas left. We just, uh, this, this just might be a shorter episode, which would be the first actual, um, this would be a first for the Mate guys to have a regression in length of episode. They've gotten pretty much consistently longer. Yeah, they've been going up and up every week. And then uh, I guess we'll just dial it back now. Of course, you know, like I... Like I kind of insinuated earlier before we hit record, um, we say this is going to be a very short episode, and then we turn around, and we've been talking for an hour and a half. So let's just take it how it comes. Um, <laughs> so got some follow-up, and we're going to answer some listener mail. Um, friend of the show, Jordan Christensen, he, this is, I think, the second time he's written in. Um, he wanted to know about molding your herb in your gourd. Not yeah. not molding like your herb is molding, like molding like clay. Like he, I think he specifically asked about Uruguayan. Yeah. When you're drinking yep. Uruguayan mate, do you have to like fuss with the herb to get it to stick in a, in a nice, clean, mountainous formation? And I think the short answer is no. No. If you prepare it right, you, yeah, you shouldn't have to be molding it. When I, pre- when, I, when I prepare my Uruguayan mate, I put the herb in the gourd. I turn it upside down, give it a shake, and then I carefully angle it back, keeping it at a, like a 45-degree angle. I pour in some cool water, to, and I let that sit. And then I just, after like, I don't know, five seconds of holding it in my hand, letting the water kind of soak up, I put it down, just put it right down on the counter, and a little bit of the herb kind of falls down a little bit. And then I put the straw in, and then I put hot water in. And then from there on out, it pretty much holds its shape. Um, it still stays pretty much divided. Like, when I put it down on the counter, like, it doesn't all just kind of go and smush back down. Because, I mean, I put the water in it, so that kind of holds it up. But, yeah, no, I don't... At the most, I might do, like, one solid little mm, nudge with the bombisha. But I don't feel like I sit there and, like you know, nurse and, like, mold and squish and squeeze and poke and prod. I don't feel like I'm, like, Michelangelo working on the David. I don't feel like it's... Not that. not quite to that extent. Not, not quite. Not quite. <laughs> not not uh, Nearly. Nearly. Very nearly. Uh, no, but... Uh, um, yeah, no, I don't, I don't really feel like I have to mold the herb when I make Uruguayan. Um, just no. from shaking it. And then pouring in the water, just letting it sit for a second. Yeah. And then the water soak. Yeah. I mean, but and not even that long, really. Just and then it it just holds in place. Like it, I will say it does not make like the most perfect, like very pretty, um, like division. But like it works, and like it still looks pretty well divided. Like I, that's that's the thing I might most do is like just clean up the line, the line on top, you know. I might just go with the straw and just go bump, 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 just kind of bump it down from left to right or from right to left and just kind of smooth out that line so it's straight. Um, And then it looks fine. But other than that, really, I don't sit there and, like, push up the herb into, like, a mountain and, like, pack it down or anything. No, that's not really. Um, So if that doesn't answer your question, Jordan, I'm really sorry. Um, Hit us back and we'll try to give you a better answer. But no, if, uh, long story short, if you let the water soak into your herb and you kind of do the shake shake thing right you should be fine you shouldn't really have to sit there and fuss a lot um making mate is pretty simple 
with the one exception, I think, of Shimahong, like we talked about last time. Even then, it's pretty simple, but it, it takes just like a little bit more, a little bit more care. But it's still pretty simple. Uh, yeah. So thanks yep. for listening. Thanks for writing in. Um, and if Appreciate you, it. dear listener, have a similar question, feel free to drop us a line and we will stumble and fumble and <laughs> really poorly answer your question on our next episode. We guarantee it. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> All right. But um, moving on to the topic of today um i'm going to set things down and reach behind me and maybe you can guess what our topic is about have you guessed yet <laughs> i mean if you listened last time you already know we're talking about brazilian terror terrory <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a good i had a good friend while living in brazil um and he would he was uh he was half god i'm gonna get this wrong half salvadoranian and half guatemalan pretty sure but he would always just in the most hilarious voice just say terroray we're gonna drink terroray <laughs> i don't know why but he just would always say that like i mean he was being funny but it was really funny so yeah so today we're talking about brazilian terere or terere yeah because uh fun story so there's two different regions in brazil where they drink cold mate and uh those regions are the south and the they call it the midwest but it, it's pretty much the western the part west. of brazil yeah, yeah they in, in brazil they call it the west but it, it really is just kind of the western part of brazil um they drink terere all over Brazil. Uh, they drink it in the Amazon rainforest. They drink it in Rio, like we said last time. The whole, oh, mate is only consumed in the south of Brazil. It, it, it's kind of a myth. Um, it's based in truth, um, but it's not nearly as clean cut and simple. But So they do drink, they, they do drink terere everywhere in Brazil. But the two kind of clusters of tradition for terere are west and south. And in the west, they say terere. And in the south, they say and they spell it differently well they, they, they spell it the same but uh in the south yeah in the south the uh the, the e on the end of the word has the carrot or circumflex accent which makes it a closed e sound and in the west they have the um not circumflex uh i don't know what all the accents are called in english um acute is it the acute accent it's it's the line that goes from bottom to top left to right i I don't know what that's called in english if it's called the acute accent then i stick with acute accent but yeah so that makes it have an open e sound so they say instead of and if you can hear the difference congratulations if you can't well you're gonna have to keep keep working on that (laughs) but yeah so we're drinking right now um, some very nice barão menta e limão with no sugar. They make a with sugar variety. Um, barão, great maker of shimahon, also makes some pretty good terere. Um, I picked up uh, half a kilo of this while I was in Brazil, and I just barely opened it today. So we're seeing how it is right now, and I just smacked everything that's in front of me. So sorry, listener, if you just got a big thump in your ear. <laughs> So let's talk about the characteristics yeah. of a Brazilian terere. Okay. And yeah, we, so. we, well, we've previously talked about Paraguayan, right? Yep. But, and is, is Brazilian terere different than 
Paraguayan than it is? Yeah, it's a lot different. I would agree. It's very different. What are, what are those differences, Clark? The main difference is because, is because it's Brazilian, it's fresh. So, first of all, it's like a leafy, it's like a thicker leaf cut. Um, a lot of the sticks, and it's very green um, compared to Paraguayan, which is just kind of all over the place. But no, Brazilian is very green, very fresh tasting, and with the extra herbs they occasionally add in. So riddle me this, Clark. What's the difference between shimahong, herb for shimahong, and herb for terere? That's a good one. Um, well, terere herb is designed specifically for cold consumption. So... Nine out of ten times, if you try to drink that at a hot, it's going to be disgusting. I've tried it with only a, a couple. No, one? I don't remember. It was back in the days when I didn't know much. Um, it's not good. No, it's... I don't know. what. Do you know what the difference is? Like, I, I, I don't really... I've had a hard time trying to, to figure out why they don't. Like they don't go either way. Yeah, they don't go both ways. The biggest difference I've noticed is, um, well, I, I don't know. Maybe this is kind of obvious, but uh, shimahong was a lot powderier than Brazilian terere. Um, if you look at um, Brazilian terere, it almost just looks like Argentine herb. Yeah. Um, just like really green Argentine herb. Um, whereas shimahong looks like shimahong. It's all powdery. And uh, yeah, I think that's the big difference. Um, you don't really have to. Take as much care when you prepare uh, terere. No, Brazilian throw, terere. Throw it in there and yeah, fuck in some water. There, there is a quote-unquote right way to do it, you know, which is the way you make every other kind of mate. Mm-hmm. But honestly, the majority of Brazilians chuck it into like <laughs> a glass and then just have a bomba like literally in they, a glass. They and it's have just, it in there and just throw water on top of it. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the the big thing. Um. Flavor profiles, yeah, like like you said, it's it's really green. I think that's the the, the main difference between Paraguayan and Brazilian. Yeah. Uh, really fresh tasting. Yeah. Um, what do you think of what we're drinking right now? <laughs> like fresh with that. It's a it's menta y limon. Y limon. Sorry, my spanish coming out <laughs> my wife is mexican and i just get so used to speaking spanish <laughs> but no the uh the mint and the lime complement the the uh herb really well um the mint adds kind of like a a really bright freshness extra freshness along with the the herb but the lime adds like a little bit of a Nice zing, little little bitterness. It's tasty. It's yeah, I do like the bottom. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what else there is to say about um characteristics of Brazilian. Um, in a lot of ways, it is very similar to Paraguayan, even though it's not aged. Um, but I'm just trying to think like of other ones that I've had. It's always. Um, pretty smooth. I feel like I feel like Brazilian terere is very rarely like bitter or harsh. No, yeah. In the way all... that in the way that some Paraguayan herbs can be. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the uh, Brazilian terere is grown in Paraná. I think we kind of mentioned that last time. Yeah. And uh, 
<laughs> it's good stuff. Um, Brazil really likes their flavors in their herb. They really like making like kind of funky, <laughs> weird, like artificial flavor combinations. Like there's a brand called Laranjeiras and they produce like every single fruit flavor that you can think of. They like inject the, the flavoring of that fruit into the herb and sell it. And it's really popular. I don't really care for it much. I, I I mean, we're drinking a flavored herb right now, obviously. But uh, the thing I like about Barong is I think they do use a little bit of a lime flavoring, but they actually do put like bits of lime peel. Yes, they do. Actually in the herb. But if you go out and get like um, Laranjeiras Abacaxi, which is a pineapple Laranjeiras herb, it's just like a pineapple flavoring that they kind of just spray on on the other herb and you drink it and it just kind of tastes like, yeah, it just tastes like a pineapple candy because, you know, it's, it's, it's art artificial flavoring or you know the natural flavoring made from who knows what because uh, natural flavoring just means it's natural doesn't mean it comes from the fruit not natural at all <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean yeah <laughs> like nat like imitation vanilla flavoring is made out of wood so it's natural it's just it doesn't come from vanilla <laughs> it comes from from wood yeah, but anyway, so yeah, Brazil loves their uh, their flavor combinations, and we'll probably talk about some more of those flavor combina- combinations when we talk about some of the brands. Um, I'm just trying to think of, is there anything else really that kind of makes Brazilian Perere unique from, say, Argentine or Paraguayan, other than the fact that, you know, it's, uh, I feel like the their leaf cut tends to be more uniform. Some cheaper brands, the leaf cut is like, whoa, really crazy, but like really good Brazilian oh, yeah, Tere. really consistent I feel like, leaf cut. Yeah, like the, yep. cons- the, the the leaf cut actually on a good Brazilian Tere actually reminds me a lot of like um, Canarias. Maybe just like a little bit bigger, but yeah. like how Canarias is like a very uniform, like even leaf cut. I feel like it's like that just with slightly yeah. bigger leaves. And with a lot less powder. Yes. Almost no powder. Brazilian Tere does tend to not have very much powder in it, which is kind of interesting considering Shimahong is almost entirely powder. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so that's kind of interesting. Um, let's just move on from there. We'll talk about uh, what, what they drink um, in. Yep. They drink it out of guampas, like we've mentioned, bullhorns. Yeah. Like, just like they do in Paraguay. Yeah. Um, like aluminum cups. Aluminum cups, super common. Those are really they, common. they also have the, um, they have like special insulated plastic cups that have like an insulated plastic lid on top to keep it all very cold. Like Brazilians have like a, almost like insanely like obsessed, like, like an uh, just like an insane obsession with keeping their terere cold, which I understand because in Brazil it can be very hot and w- like lukewarm terere is disgusting. <laughs> like it has to be very cold. But yeah, they so they they like the aluminum because aluminum you know attracts heat very well. So it, uh, the the cup like condenses and it gets all like wet and gets very cold and it really feels nice in the hand. They like the insulated cups. Um, I know they use like um, there's a kind of Brazil or um, there's a kind of beer in Brazil called shop. And they use the glasses that they use oh, yeah. for that. Um, I've seen that. They kind of, they kind of look like really small pilsner glasses, except they're really small. Um, and they like to use those for that as well. Um, Occasionally, though, I think I've seen Brazilians do this, where they empty out a pineapple and yeah, yeah, they'll do that on occasion. Uh, throwing the herb in there mm-hmm. and everything. Although I've I must, tried it. I, I've done it too. Although I must say, I feel like I've seen it a lot more after you and me posted photos of <laughs> it's it. True. I mean, like, I, I, I honestly, I don't know if I've ever, if I had ever seen a picture before or heard of anyone doing it before the first time I did it. I didn't post a picture the first time I did it. Like I just 
honestly, I got the idea from like, if you go to Mexico and they'd serve you like, um, like pina coladas in the frozen pineapple. That's where I got the idea. I was like, oh, if you can serve a pina colada in a frozen pineapple, you can definitely do tereré in one. But I mean, I'm sure obviously like no, we I, did it, we didn't invent it, but no, I, I saw, I remember seeing it posted once before I posted it. Before I tried it, and I was like, oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, because I think you actually posted a picture of it before I did. Yeah. But, yeah, I had tried it probably, like, like a, two months before you did. And then I was like, I got to take, I got to post a picture of it now just to be in the cool kids club. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Trying to catch up with my coolness. Yep. <laughs> Trying, but failing. But, no, like, but I, I have definitely noticed, like, because both of our pictures, I think, got a lot of attention. I they did. got a lot of likes. And I, I was surprised. And I definitely have noticed a lot more people posting on Instagram of it in the frozen pineapple. So might have we might have kind of sparked a trend there, yeah. <laughs> hey. which would be kind of funny. Good but, for us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> the other thing they have, they have these. Um, so they have these in Argentina as well, but we kind of didn't talk about them because they're not that popular. But it's almost like a self-contained mate unit where it's a it's like a half water bottle half like cup straw all built into one where it's a um so there's like a plastic bottle with a with a like you know cut out at the top and a plastic cup sits inside it and you put the herb inside the plastic cup and there's a straw that comes out of the plastic cup that goes into the bottle where the water is and then there's like a little other piece of plastic straw coming out of the cup with a filter built in so that when you suck on the the straw creates a vacuum that forces water up through the straw into the cup with the herb into your mouth. Um, they have these in Argentina and they're not very popular. I've really never met anyone that uses them and likes them, but they have these in Brazil for tereré and they are incredibly popular. I myself own two. Um, I like them because they're convenient um, and you can kind of just walk around and not have to refill. I must say there's something like almost euphoric about being able to drink 700 milliliters of tereré basically in one gulp without stopping, <laughs> like without having to refill because you just sit there and you go, and since it's, you know, it's just coming up, it's sucking water directly out of a bottle into your mouth and just passing through herb. It's, it's great. Um, it, it's really quite, quite amazing. Um, I used to drink a lot of tereré with juice using this, um, and I know my description probably was not very good. I'll, I'll post a picture. I'll post a link to a picture of one so you can see how they look. Um, I mean, it'll show how it looks. I don't think I can find any good pictures of how they work. Just trust me, they work. If someone handed it to you, it would just look like a very complicated, like, runner's bottle with an end, with a metal, what looked like half of a bomba, bombisha sticking out. And you just suck on it and you're like, oh, there's much in here. There's matha in here and it's great. Um, they do take a little bit of finesse because the cup's kind of small and it gets pretty tight and cramped. And if you don't do it right, it will clog up bad and you will suck up the mother of all mouthfuls of herb. And it is disgusting. <laughs> but if you do it right, it's really great. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I'll, I'll post a link to one of those. Um, that's the other, the only other kind of typical thing I can think of that they use to drink yeah, better in Brazil. That's pretty much it. Yeah, um, yeah, and the 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 bombas, the straws that they use, pretty typical. It's just the yeah the, the oval, the spoon, the spoon. Style. Yeah, the especially like the ones that you find, especially if you're into Argentine mate, um, the really really thin ones um, that have the spoon, round oval spoon shape. 
in Brazilian mate culture, kind of mate rules, that actually is specifically a terra bomba. Um, they will say that it's actually not good for hot mate because it, they're usually very short. They're usually very thin. And the oval filter does not... So, addressing in reverse order, the oval filter does not drag, doesn't draw liquid very well in a cuia, in a gourd. Um, it's very thin, so the hot liquid is coming at you very quickly and because it's so short and the metal is so thin like it doesn't have very much time to kind of cool off so it's coming at you just yeah, like it comes up pretty hot very hot and it just lips yeah and, and it's just it's not great and yeah so traditionally those are not to be used for shimahong um and they are actually sold and advertised as terere straws so that's kind of the quintessential brazilian terere straw but i mean I've seen every straw used every which way, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, whatever. But yeah, um, yeah, not, really not much to say. I, I mean, I have seen a lot of people use um, the kind of the traditional shimahong bombas for terere. They like, actually, since shimahong bombas tend to be really, really wide on the inside, that like that kind of big burst of liquid. Yeah. <laughs> and, which is nice for, you know, a cold beverage. It's not as nice for a hot beverage. You kind of have to be careful with it. Um, but yeah, I, straws, pretty, pretty self-explanatory. There, there's not much. Not super complicated. They're not, yeah, all. it's not it's like super, they don't have like a super unique straw for their daddies. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, <laughs> Terere has a big culture in Brazil, um, despite what you may be led to believe. Um, Terere really is big in the cowboy culture. Like, so we talked about like the quote unquote cowboy culture of like, the south of like the gaucho culture but there is like a rodeo cowboy like texas culture in brazil yeah especially in the west in the states of like mato grosso do sul um especially in in the uh, the kind of the countryside of sao paulo too um they just love um goyas goyas that's, that's oh, another yeah. state they love it like that area of brazil they love just kind of rodeos and cowboys and tobacco chewing tobacco <laughs> yeah. yes in fact on yeah if you go on instagram and you look up photos of brazilian terere, a lot of times it'll be with uh copenhagen chewing tobacco yep <laughs> wonderful delicious stuff right <laughs> but yeah no so terere is a huge part of the culture in brazil um especially like we said with that kind of rodeo cowboy stuff and they always have just 15 liter thermoses you know like like the gatorade like football style thermoses like <laughs> that you have during practice and just filling up their their guampas drinking ice cold terere. um but it's also really popular with just like the inner city kids too like you know it's really hot in sao paulo so they're gonna drink terere. yeah now yeah, even in rio yeah there's you find terere pretty easily and yeah guampas and everything so and and especially with the uh the kids like in uh um the first time I ever heard about this was uh, from a kid from Curitiba, which is actually in southern Brazil. But uh, I know like the kids in in like like downtown capital São Paulo, they do this. They will take a um the black halls like the cough drop, and they will put that inside the guampa right next to the straw, so that you get that like menthol effect, so that it like mm -hmm. gets extra cold in your mouth. Like I said, they have an obsession with making their da -da -da, like cold. Yep. And I'm not gonna lie, like when I lived there, I kind of got caught up in that too like i i was putting my water in the freezer and like super chilling it so that when i would pour the water into the guampa it would like freeze on top of the herb as i was pouring it like i got sucked up into that whole like 
really really cold water thing i mean it makes sense it's yeah. so hot down there <laughs> yeah you have to do whatever you can i'm, I'm sure they do off. it in paraguay too because it's really hot in paraguay too but yeah so <laughs> if you want to go crazy and experiment a really nice brazilian thing <laughs> or see if you like it for yourself try putting a uh halls in your tere. <laughs> I, I did that a lot when I was down I there. I do that too. I actually, <laughs> oh, I haven't, so done, I don't think I've done it really since. I, um, I, I, I wouldn't be opposed to it, but in the U.S., we have a, I feel like we have a different uh, relationship with Hall's cough drops. In Brazil, they just, yeah. they just treat it like candy. It's really, it really is it's it's candy. straight up sold as candy. But here in the United States, you know, we more think, oh, I have a sore throat, so I will suck on a Hall's cough drop. But in Brazil, it's like, oh, hey, buddy, you, you want a Hall's? Just like here, we'd be like, oh, you want some Orbit gum? <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm not. I don't have a sore throat. Yeah. Well, I know, but that's that's all right. You don't, It's candy. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> yeah, so. It's weird. It's kind of interesting. But yeah, so hauls in your in your da-da-da is a pretty nice little Brazilian treat you can try. Mm. Um, what else is there to talk about, about the daddy sculpture? I know in a Hugo Grande do Sul. Like they almost like don't like to drink tere, even though they still dr- do drink tere. They uh, actually have like a little saying that they say like tere não resolve, tere não resolve, um, which just means like like tere isn't gonna fix this. Like it's kind of hard to explain like what it means, but it's just like it's kind of saying like you know that's not a good solution to our problem. <laughs> like the idea being that oh let's drink much. Let's drink mate. Oh, I have terere. Well, terere is not going to fix my problem. Like, terere is not mate. That's kind of the, <laughs> what it's insinuating. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, they still drink terere in Hugrange do Sul. The, mm-hmm. the terere that we're drinking right now is made in Hugrange do Sul. Yep. I bought it in Hugrange do Sul. And, uh, yeah, so they just, you know, they their tradition is shimahon. Whereas I feel like in Paraná, Curitiba... They like to drink a lot of uh, a lot more terere than they do farther south, which makes sense. It's it's not as it's not as hot, or yeah, it's not as hot down south, way south as it is, you know. In, in Paraná, it can get pretty warm. Yeah, definitely. So, do we want to talk about different brands of uh, of terere then? Yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah, I mean, there's not. The, the, ton, they don't. They don't really do the the shushos in Brazil like they do in Paraguay. No, they just their mate, kind of their mate culture is it's hot. They got a cooler full of ice water, um, and we're drinking today. Oh, I mean, we can go into. They like drinking it with juice. I feel like, mm-hmm. like La- the further <laughs> the closer you get to like Paraguay, I think it, within Brazil it, it drifts the more traditional. Yeah, it's and like ice, ice pure ice water, water with like mint maybe, yeah. but like in São Paulo. They love drinking it with like Sprite. They will put straight up Sprite inside, <laughs> which to me doesn't make any sense because it just like completely overpowers. You're you're basically oh, drinking Sprite with just... some leaves floating in it. Like oh, yeah. it doesn't taste like mate at all. Yeah, um, but they, that's what they do. They like doing that. Um, oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I actually have a buddy who served his mission in Santa Maria. He served mm-hmm. a church mission down there, and he I'm trying to remember. Santa Maria is another city in Rio Grande do Sul. Yeah, it's um, it was either Sprite or Coke that they would drink with their tete. <laughs> I don't know if it's just something that was introduced by other guys, but I tried it once. It was just yeah, they put like a, Coke. Yeah, they put Guarana in their tete as well. A lot of guys like drinking tete with Guarana. Guarana is just a, a, 
a, a soft drink, a, a soda down in Brazil that's made out of a Guadana fruit. Um, yeah, I, I don't love... I mean, I it tastes good because you're just drinking pop, you know? But yeah. it's like, this isn't Therere. This is just pop with leaves in it. <laughs> I feel like the carbonation kind of messes with the flavor of the... Yeah. The it, 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 it tastes weird. It throws the whole thing off. But, yeah. um, but I mean, in, in like in... I was living in, you know, kind of a rural São Paulo. And, you know, they like drinking it with limeade. Like good, you know, fresh homemade limeade. That's good. Oh, yeah. um the, there's mm. some like really high quality powdered juice in brazil too that like even though it's powdered it actually does taste like the fruit um and we would drink terere with that too there's a there's a fruit called um uh what you call it graviola which is sour sop in english i believe um and that juice actually tastes really good with terere it it, it it kind of is the same story though where if you drink too much of the juice i feel like the flavor of the herb yeah it- it just kind of it washes out the flavor of the herbs super fast, and then you're just drinking fruit juice with leaves in it. So that's why I personally prefer to drink it with ice cold water. But a lot of Brazilians prefer with juice, especially in São Paulo and mm-hmm. in Rio too. Yeah, I, but yeah. I feel like in like a Mato Grosso do Sul, the Mato Grosso do Sul is right actually borders Paraguay, so there they're pretty traditional and they're pretty purist about I, it. Yeah, I have a friend who uh, is from Mato Grosso do Sul. Um, a city pretty like actually not too far from Asuncion Paraguay. Oh really? Yeah. Um and he like when we drink that a day, he would just be like, Yeah, if my dad saw us drinking this because we just drink it with limeade. That was just what we did uh down there. But he said, Yeah, if my dad saw us drinking this, he would tell us to man up and <laughs> and just just drink it with ice cold water. The the funny thing, I mean, uh, I've never been to Paraguay. I've been very close to the border of Paraguay, but um I assume it's probably the same thing. But uh, you could always tell in Mato Grosso do Sul and in São Paulo, you could always tell a household that drank a lot of terere because in kind of the gutter in front of their house, you would find just a huge pile of just dried up stick because they would dump out their terere in the gutter. And then it would just kind of decompose and like the leaves would decompose, but the sticks would kind of just stay there. So you just see this mountain of just dried up sticks. <laughs> so you can always tell, oh, that house drinks a lot of terere. Uh, I would see that all the time in uh, Mato Grosso do Sul and in São Paulo, like I said. I don't know if you saw that a bunch in Rio. No. Yeah. No. It, it's, I mean, not as much in São Paulo. In São Paulo, they more drink terere like... I don't know, they'll like meet up at a park. But in Mato Grosso do Sul, it's, it's super common to just walk down the street and everyone's on their porch drinking terere. And when they're done, they just watch, walk, you know, to the sidewalk basically and empty out their, their cup or their guampa into the gutter and they go inside. So that's when you would see that build up. <laughs> it was kind of funny. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we can talk about brands now. I think that's we've pretty much kind of hit, yeah. hit all the points sure. for terere culture. Yeah. Um, so Baro, Baro makes some good terere. Yeah. Um, they have a couple of varieties. They have a, a, a normal, a plain, um, and they have the mint and lemon, and then mint and lemon and With sugar. sugar. Um, the other one is the is the curupi. Yep. There is a Brazilian curupi, which is different than the Paraguayan curupi. They make the exact same line of products, but it's made with the more Brazilian style. So the leaf is green, mm-hmm. more evenly cut, a little less dust. And I feel like Brazilian curupi, um, the menta e boldo, is heavier on the mint, whereas the Paraguayan one is more heavy on the boldo. Yep. It's been a while since I've had the Brazilian <clears> one, so maybe my memory is foggy. But I just remember the, the Brazilian one smelling so much more minty than the Paraguayan one. Yeah. And they, I think Curupi in Brazil has a lot of different varieties as well. They do. They make like a bunch of fruit ones. Yeah. Yeah, like pineapple and 
tutti frutti. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a bunch of weird. Fun. Yeah, Brazil's really into flavored herbs in a way that Paraguay is not. Paraguay really is not like there's campesino, but campesino in Paraguay like blends herbs, whereas in Brazil they just straight up just add fruit flavoring <laughs> to their yeah. herb. It's really weird. I don't know, but yeah, curupi. The Brazilian curupi does that. Um, there's a brand called Campanario in Brazil that um, they make some really kind of horrible blends. They make a uh, cinnamon and mint blend. Ugh. I don't know about you, but like watery minty cinnamon is not a flavor combination that I really love. And like, I don't know what it is, but the the, the, the herb that they used for their combinations, for like their blends, it was just like super like dusty and like not powdery, just like dusty where it was like, instead of like ground up leaves, it was like ground up stick. And like it had like huge like it, it it seriously looked like it was the like the majority of it was stick and like stick and like ground up stick <laughs> like i remember buying a couple of varieties and trying them and i was like there's no leaves in here i swear there are no leaves in here all i'm seeing are stick and like a white powder because mate dust is not white it's either no. green or brown because it's ground up leaves but this dust was white which made me believe that this is sawdust I am drinking flavored sawdust. That sounds gross. So yeah, that was my experience with Campanario. <clears throat> now, they make a pure leaf variety, Campanario Pura Folha, that is divine and is wonderful. But I feel like they take all of their good herb and put it in the pure leaf, and then their flavored blends are garbage. So, interesting. Go figure. Yeah. yeah. And interesting little side note. I am almost, almost certain. I may be completely wrong. But I'm almost certain that a uh, Campanario Pura Folha is imported in the United States and sold as Mate Factor Fresh Green, Organic Green, or whatever it's called. I'm almost 100% certain that they come from the same place. Tried them both. They look the same. They smell the same. Taste the same. And Campanario Pura Folha has a very distinct, very distinct, very unique scent. That I've never ever smelled in another pure leaf terere or any other Brazilian terere. And I've only found it in that one brand. And I've drank a lot of that brand. And then I come to the US and I try the, ma the mate factor. And then I do some digging and I'm like, mm, the herbs are sourced from the same region. I wonder. And I'm pretty sure. So, Probably just keep it under wraps. and Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it is what it is. But uh, it's a lot more expensive if you buy it from mate factor. But I, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of reasons why that is. But you can't really get Campanario Pura Folha nope. in the United States. Nope. Um, so you know, you win some, you lose some. <laughs> what you can get though is Madrugada Mente y Limo. Yes, which is kind of a not as good version of the Barón stuff. Not super great. It, it is. It, it's really dusty and yes, and powdery. Yes, but not it in is, a good way. No, it's kind of hard to make, and then it just kind of. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I've I've drank that terere. Oh yeah, filter, I, I like, have it. <laughs> yeah, I just finished off a bag actually, and my best experience with it was when I would get a sieve and like filter out the dust, like separate <laughs> the dust and the leaves, and then just use like the the bigger leaves and the sticks for my terere, and it would actually taste pretty good. Yeah, but with the dust, it uh, it wasn't good. Yeah, there's a lot of dust in there, and it's the same kind of deal where I feel like it's like white dust. So I'm mm -hmm. wondering if it's sawdust instead of ground up leaves. Yeah, I feel like the the dust like takes away from the flavor. Yeah, the, but uh, you know, but you can get you can get it in the states. Um, you can get it on Amazon for like a ridiculous price. It's like thirty dollars for two packages. 
Um, or you can find it in Brazilian markets for like six. <laughs> yeah. So if you are lucky enough, I know there's a place in Vegas that sells it. That's like the only, there's a place in Vegas, there's a place in LA that sells it. I can't think of any other places off the top of my head besides Amazon that carry it. Um, but you know, it's not great. So I don't really mind that not a whole lot of places carry it in the United States. I wish, um, but that it was easier to find in the United States. Same here. Oh, so good. Yeah. Um, so then there's that other brand, Laranjeras, that I was talking about. They make, you know, 86 different varieties of artificial fruit flavor. Um, the first bag of Terere that I ever actually bought was a Laranjeras, but it was the unflavored variety. And I think the unflavored variety is actually really good. Um, it's actually very similar to kind of an Argentine cut. Um, the leaf cut's a little bit bigger, um, and it produces kind of a very dark Terere instead of kind of the lighter Brazilian South Terere. Um, I don't know why. It... it it might not be aged. It might just be stale because uh, every package of Laranjeras Shimahong that I've ever bought was stale. So, <laughs> I don't know. It, it, uh, Laranjeras is produced in Paraná and it may be just by the time it made it up to São Paulo, it was just old. Maybe. I don't know. I've never... When I was in... I was in Paraná for a little while and I did not buy Laranjeras. Should have. Could have solved that uh, mystery. But uh, if any of you listeners live in Paraná and you drink Laranjeras, tell me, how is Laranjeras in Paraná? Because in São Paulo... It was nothing to write home about. <laughs> um, but yeah, I had a lot of friends that would buy the, the flavored um, Laranjeras Teres. And um, I would pull out, seriously, like a pencil, I feel like, out of the, the bags. Like the, the sticks are so big sometimes. Um, speaking of big sticks, there's another brand called uh, Santo Antonio. Oh, yeah, I was just going to mention um, that. They one. have a couple of varieties. They have the Santo Antonio Criola. Yeah, it's Erva Criola. And it comes in a big clear bag. Um, and then they have another one that comes in like a little paper package. Um, I find the one in the clear bag to be better, even though it has the worst leaf cut. I, I, the, the one in the paper package had a kind of neater and cleaner leaf cut, but it always tasted worse to me. I don't know what it is, but the one, the Criola had much bigger sticks. <laughs> I, I, I've pulled out a pencil out of there too. <laughs> oh gosh. Um... Yeah, I mean, Brazilian Terere is good, but I feel like I feel like there's like a bunch of companies, but they all kind of make the same thing. Like there's a company called Carina. Um, they they make a bunch of different varieties, um, kind of the same, you know, six fruit flavors and mint and lime, mm-hmm. pineapple, just mint, um, what have you. Um, there's another company called Orupi, not Kurupi, but Orupi. Um, and I actually have, uh, I actually bought a, a sack of their mint and boldo combination because it came in like a cloth bag and it was really cool. They have a grape flavored terere. I've never had it. I've smelled it and it smelled like, like grape Kool-Aid and it really, really freaked me out. <laughs> <laughs> and I, on like an Instagram, like some, some Brazilian terere Instagram, like posted a picture that they had like a five, like a 50 kilo, like bulk shipment of orupi grape in their truck and i commented i'm like seriously like people actually buy that i thought that was a joke and like the the instagram like responded to me they're like oh you know everyone's got their taste like this one has lots of fans too you know like the (laughs) defending grape flavored which kind of weird i i I will say i have drank with grape juice not a artificially flavored grape 
herb. <laughs> the grape juice was fine. You know, it was okay. You're just drinking grape juice, basically. It kind of overpowered the flavor of the herb like most fruit juices do. But, I don't know, artificial grape flavor in your herb mixed no, that in. Sound, that, that doesn't sound great. Weird. Like, it would probably taste fine, but it's like I'm drinking grape Kool-Aid. Like, weak grape Kool-Aid. It's like, you know, that's like, there's there are worse things to drink, but if I'm drinking Terere, I don't want my Terere to taste like weak grape Kool-Aid. No, not at all. Oh, um, another brand I forgot to mention, Valerio. Mm. Um, they produce Chimajon. They also produced uh, a few different varieties of Terere. I've only had their, um, so their traditional is called the Terere Natural. Mm. And then they have um, <clears throat> Mente Limon. Um, and then they have like pineapple and then like a couple others. I only tried the, the mint and lime and then the normal kind. It's good. It's really good. Hmm. Really consistent leaf cut, really fresh. I will have to try uh, that. Yeah. Is it close? Is it similar to the Bado? Um, cause Valerio is also a, um, a Shimahong company. Right. Um, I was like, I just need to try it. <laughs> yeah, no, you need to try it. Um, I'm trying to remember how much I, I think I have a little bit left of one of those. Okay, well, we'll see if we can get. I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, speaking of Shima, pretty much, I feel like a lot of the Shima Home, the big Shima Home companies, also produce one or two varieties of Terere. I know Shimangu. Shimangu makes Terere. They call it Shima Ice. Yeah. I've never had it. Um, the name sounds really appealing. Yeah, the, the, the packaging actually looks really good, yeah. but uh, I've never had it. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Brazilian Terere is good. Um, I just feel like there's not a whole lot going on there. Like the kind of the, the standouts I really think are the the Campanario Pura Folha. That's like one of the most popular. And then there's the Curupi Mint and Boldo. Those two, I, I feel like, are the most popular. Those two, there's kind of the... You can be of two schools of thought. If you're like uber, you know, purist and traditional, you'll drink the the Campanario Pura Folha. But if you're just kind of mainstream, you know, whatever, Terere is cool, you'll drink the the Kurupi. But, you know, but obviously that applies both ways. The Kurupi one is very popular. Like everyone loves and acknowledges that Kurupi is like one of the best ones. And then a lot of people drink the Campanario Pura Folha too. Um, The Baron stuff is pretty popular. Um, You'll find it sold alongside the Shima. Um, Yep. And then, other than that, you know, the, the, the Karina, the Orupi, um, and all the others, you'll see them and people drink them. Um, there's another company called 81 out of Parana. And, you know, they kind of do the same thing. It's just the, those yep. six fruit flavors, and then they may have, they have a normal, then there's the Laranjeras, you know, so. Kurupi, or not Kurupi, Terere is very, very popular in Brazil, but uh, I think there's a lot more room for diversity, kind of like how they do in Paraguay. Um, I, I think I feel like even though that is very popular in, in Brazil, it almost it, it's kind of just treated like a soft drink, you know, it's just kind of treated like a like a soda pop. Whereas, you know, Shimahong in Brazil is treated like this, you know, like rich cultural thing where, you know, I mean, Coca-Cola plays a part in, you know, like American culture. But it's not like, you know, you don't have people like drinking Coca-Cola and like commenting on like, oh, yes, this this batch has a nice you know, very nice oaky aftertaste. And, you know, it's just, it, but it still plays a huge part in our culture. Whereas the same thing with, you know, Terere in Brazil, huge part of Brazilian culture. Lots of people drink Terere in Brazil. It's not a ton of commentary on it. Yeah. And there's, I don't know if there's demand for like 
artisanal, you know, gourmet. <laughs> kind of the closest thing really is the Campanario Pura Folia, which, yeah, it's very good. And it's, it's a lot more expensive than other herbs that you find in Brazil. But it's kind of interesting. I wonder if that'll ever change in Brazil. If, you know, more of that Paraguayan influence will come in. Because I know, like, there are actually kind of a growing number of Terere connoisseurs in Brazil that, you know, really kind of treat Terere more as like this really culturally rich thing. And guess what? They all drink Paraguayan herb. They get they, they get pajarito <laughs> and <Yeah>. selecta. <laughs> um, you can get pajarito and selecta some once in a while in Brazil, and in some parts, you know, you can find it imported. But yeah, that's so it's, it's just kind of funny that the you know even within Brazil, the connoisseurs, the people who really take their tetis seriously, they drink Paraguayan stuff. So maybe mm-hmm. Brazil needs to step it up on the the tetere front. I love Brazilian tetere, but you know, I think they can do better. I think yep. they can Love raise it up to, to the to the shimahon status, you know, where they really, really are going deep and making making it, you know, a really cultural, ri- culturally rich experience. That would be that would be nice to see. But yeah, so it's a definitely a shorter episode, <laughs> not as short as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> oh. um, but uh, you know, that's uh, what we have to say about Brazilian tere. Um, please subscribe to us on iTunes if you are so inclined. Leave us a, a review. Tell us what you think. You know, shoot us an email if you have any questions or complaints. Um, and next week we're gonna talk about uh, uh TBD. Well, we'll get back to you on that. <laughs> You'll find out <laughs> next week. Um, I don't, we, we, we've we've gone through kind of the major countries, so we, we, yeah, we, we have. Maybe we'll go into a brand review, or maybe we'll. I know we had maybe talked a about a. Uh, we talked about like maybe talking about like the American companies. We'll see. We might talk about that. Maybe, but we'll figure it out. We'll get back to you. Um, and Here's we'll. Surprise. Yeah, we'll we'll leave you with a little bit of a mystery so um yeah uh oh um i guess we should all comment that uh like we said most brazilian that is not available in the united states yeah you'll find that one brand that we mentioned that's yeah, pretty much it that's pretty much it so, so good luck finding any here sorry really sorry but uh i mean i hate to say you're not missing much yeah but you're also kind of not missing much like i mean you should definitely if you have the opportunity you should definitely try it because it is definitely different than paraguayan but like i don't know I can. I think I can say Paraguayan terere is better than Brazilian terere. I love both, but I think if if I had to say, I think the Paraguayan stuff is like objectively better for for the reasons that we said earlier with complexity and like flavor profiles and you know the fact that it's not just eighty two artificial Kool Aid flavors. <laughs> <laughs> but there are there yeah. there are some very good, like we said, there are some very good Brazilian terere brands, and you just probably will never see them in the United States. So I'm sorry. And on that note, we'll leave you. So uh, tune in next time. Yeah. And uh, shoot us an email. If you have any questions, comments, mateguys at gmail.com. Yeesh.